Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention please as we go through the following safety instructions. In the event that there is a loss of cabin pressure, oxygen mask will drop from the overhead. Place the mask over your nose and mouth. Breathe normally as oxygen is flowing even if the mask does not I'm like, um, I was supposed to be starting. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Here, I'm here, I'm here. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Holy Loopy Podcast, where we step out and speak about sexuality. This is your host, Vernon T. Scott, also known as Sebastian's Adams. That update is coming next season, so y'all be on the lookout there. And also, uh, for those who owe me, pay the fuck up. Uh, and then... You also may know me as Slater Jackson. Make sure you go out and buy the book. It's linked in the uh, show notes for everybody. Um, today, I have Sharita. Uh, we will be talking about no fats, no films, no old people, just having that dialogue. Um, be welcome to um, be ready to join in on that conversation, uh, everyone. But before we get into that, Sharita, how are you doing today? Great. I am doing really great. It's a wonderful Sunday and it's beautiful outside. Yes, it is beautiful. It's hot, but you, you're looking beautiful too, by the way. Let me go ahead and throw that out there. <laughs> Not, yeah, she's smiling, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. Uh, so, Sharita, this is your first time on the Holiloquy podcast. Let the people know who you are, what you do, and all the good shits. Okay, so hi. As I said, I'm Sharita. Um, I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. So um, what really got me into that was as a person of color, it is very, one, it was always really stigmatized for mental health in general, just in my culture. And so when I was younger, I felt like I really needed someone to talk to, someone I could confide in, and I they never looked like me. So I would always feel like I'd have to over explain and talk about just like general background stuff about my culture. Um, so I felt like I want to be the person that I was looking for when I was younger. So right now I currently um, work with kids, but I, I am also expanding my practice to work with couples and as well as um, just family members. I am also in the process of becoming a certified sex therapist and a trainer for yoga. Yes, yes. Sharita is goals, y'all. I'm trying to get like her, like for real, for real. I don't know about the yoga thing. Uh, <laughs> I, I might I like get like a certification massage therapy just for body work purposes on the sex coaching side. But outside of that I'm trying to be out here as a sex therapist so she is literally goals y'all um so Sheree what what made you decide to pursue sex therapy uh, and how has marriage and family therapy been treating you so far 
Yeah, so there's actually been a couple of things, and I think we'll actually talk about it more in the podcast, but um, one is just like, I realized that sex ed was not very thorough, right? So I was lucky enough to have a mother who was a nurse who would like, when I had the bees uh, conversation, like she drew pictures, she like went into full detail and everything. But as I got older, I started to realize that most people didn't have that thorough education. And so when, even when we talk about STIs, um, people don't know like herpes is not on a standard test. People don't know that, you know, most people at some point will have HPV, but it will clear up on its own. Like a lot of people don't know these things. So that was part of it. And then just having that dialogue with a lot of people who just didn't know anything about sex in general, you'd be a, I was really surprised talking to a lot of just cis men on like them not even knowing about like the female body. Mm. And um, so, yeah, so that was part of it. And then my own um, journey of being of being diagnosed with HSV, which we'll talk about a little bit more, um, kind of spearheaded some of that. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to us having those conversations and deep, digging deep in, uh, into that. Um, that will be, well, well, it might come up this episode, but it is going to be hot and heavy in our next episode, which is all about STIs, everybody. So you better make sure you subscribe today so you don't miss that one. So let's get into this shit. So um, what was your dating experience like? Most definitely when it comes to like, that the phrasing of no fast, no films, no old people. Did you ever get impacted by that in any way? Um, did that show up in the circles that you were in? Uh, how did that like impact you overall? Yeah, so as someone who's always been chubby, <laughs> yeah. um, that has actually, that's impacted my dating experience since I started dating, right? It was always like, it would, you would either be on one side of the spectrum or the other. Either people did not want to date me at all because I was not skinny and I didn't fit like this body type of like the Coke bottle, like really big boobs and big butt and small waist. Or it would be people who only wanted me because I was chubby. And it was like, you know, the term of like chubby chaser. So it would be like kind of fetishy <laughs> in a way. And so that has always been, or like people as I'm trying to navigate dating, being confused that I have so much confidence about myself or so much confidence in general where I wear anything. I wear crop tops, I wear bikinis. It doesn't really matter because it's just your body. Um, but people being like upset about it. Mm, right. Uh, it's, 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 it's sad that uh, in the society that we live in that um, it is inappropriate for somebody of a bigger size to be wearing something the same outfit of someone who's smaller uh, is like what exactly makes this outfit inappropriate uh, is it because now you see my stomach and that makes you uncomfortable how is that my problem why why is it that we are so comfortable with projecting our own insecurities of someone else's appearance and then make that normal uh, and it's like 
the the body shaming of it all is just so so like even when I think about you know like Lizzo uh, and people always saying she's doing way too much I'm just like Lizzo is living her life you don't have to look at her page you don't have to look at the outfits that she's wearing she's just wearing whatever she's comfortable with and we should be okay with it and I get some people are of the mindset that even if it was someone skinny who was wearing that that they are still disgusted by it but at the end of the day, these are adults wearing what they want to wear. Um, we cannot be policing other people's bodies on what they choose to wear, how they choose to express themselves, their sexuality and things like that, because who the fuck are we? We are only our individual selves. Um, and like, even with my dating experiences, I've, I've had those individuals who might fetishize me or only uh want me because I'm a chubby dude and not even look at who I am as a person um by any chance has someone ever tried to make you their little secret not that I know of actually um I've actually never had that experience where I feel like I was a secret for anyone but I've definitely have heard stories of that Mm. I will say um, that's happened to me once but it was a casual thing which I don't know why it had to be like don't like it's like we're not going out in public we're not dating this is like a casual hookup situation so I don't care what you do in your life or whatever it's like <laughs> but it's it's those um I I feel bad for those individuals who are trying to love someone out and proud and their partner just wants them to be hidden away because they are ashamed of their physique yeah, and then I will say on the flip side of that, I have had somewhat of experience where um, like I will see someone who's dating nothing but skinny girls or like even like I've had trainers that I've been working with to lose weight. They're dating nothing but skinny girls, but then they'll be in my inbox mm. and they'll be like, hey, beautiful, let's hang out, blah, 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 right? And I'll, so I never actually responded to it because I'm just like, no, no, thank you. <laughs> I don't know if this would be a situation where you would be ashamed of me, but I'm not even gonna be. I'm not gonna even put myself in that situation. Right. That 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 reminds me of the idea of what it means to be fit, uh, because physical fitness is like it doesn't really relate to what your body size is. Um, like, if do you have stamina? Like, I there's people who are smaller than me, let's say under 200, uh, under 200 pounds or what have you, who've had heart attacks, people who are like 150 pounds who have um, clogged arteries and things like that. And it's like, just because someone has a certain physique does not actually mean that they're, they're really healthy. And that's the one thing that we don't talk about enough on a societal level. Yeah, they like people use that as an excuse to bully people. So even when we we're talking about Lizzo, right? They'll on her page, you'll see, well, she's promoting obesity, she's promoting unhealthy eating, she's promoting all of these things. But if you follow her, you could tell that she's vegan, she works out. Obviously, she wouldn't be on the stage being able to use a flute and do all those dances if she wasn't fit, right? But those same people will glamorize skinny people who eat like a whole bunch of food because they'll be like, oh, yeah, I want a girl who's down to earth who'll eat anything in front of me and feel comfortable. The Holiloquy podcast focuses on the variability of sexual expression. 
When it comes to sexual expression, we often depend on pornography to illustrate how one must perform sexually. For those who have not learned this by now, the stuff you see in porn is not real. Pornography provides a singular perspective of sexual expression that is not often the reality we see during our own sexual encounters. The Holiloquy Podcast is a conversation that takes you outside of the compressed box of what many know about sex. Some of the topics we discuss includes kinks, condom usage, status disclosure, and past sexual experiences. The Holiloquy Podcast steps out on sexual norms and recognizes that the norm is not the only normal. Subscribe today and join the conversation. people who eat like a whole bunch of food because they'll be like oh yeah I want a girl who's down to earth who'll eat anything in front of me and feel comfortable but you make fun of Lizzo for eating Oreos once what are we talking about oh oh I felt some shade in that I love that yes I when I look when I look at social media and see these fatty ass foods that people be eating I'm like how why what the hell is that like all the cheese that is like drenched on like french fries with some fucking uh fritos with some nacho cheese uh i already said cheese but you know all the shits it's a damn a whole sunday with the nachos and fucking sugar it's just a lot it's just so much shit that be on people's plates and i'm just like and y'all are saying that you're healthy right those mukbangs and then it's like when like bigger people so I actually don't eat a lot like so even like my friends who are around me they are always confused that I am bigger because I eat like a bird (laughs) Um, but I have PCOS so that really affects my weight in that way but even when people who are bigger like you know what I want to lose the weight I have been eating unhealthy I'm going to start eating a salad or I'm going to start going to the gym they're made fun of for that they're like, oh, look at that person. Look at that big person eating the salad. She's probably trying to lose weight. She probably drinks soda with that. Like, Or look at this big person in the gym, like laughing at them if they don't know how to do things correctly. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, then I can't win. What, what, do you, what am I supposed to do? You expect me to just like magically show up skinny? <laughs> exactly. That's that's the expectation. And like, I, 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 I remember um, feeling shame to be at a gym once. And I'm just like, isn't this what y'all been telling me to do all this time? Like you're, you're saying that I need to go into the gym, that I need to lose this weight. I'm trying my best to do what you all have been telling me all my life, um, be it social media in the media, friends, family. I'm out here trying to do what you all have been telling me that I need to do. But while I'm in this space, which is supposed to be considered a safe space, I feel judged. I feel as though everyone is looking at me as though I don't belong, as though I don't uh, have the physique to be in this room to engage with other people. And I'm just like, what's the purpose? Like, I will be, I might as well just stay at home. And if I stay at home, that doesn't mean I'm going to exercise. Doesn't mean that I'm going to do this, that, the third, uh, change my diets, even though I do eat very healthily. But it's like, it's, it's, it's a it's a sword it's a double-edged sword when it comes to the idea of a big person doing anything it's either if you're damned if you do you damned if you don't 
it's just like we just need somebody to blame at this point. We just need somebody to point our fingers at and continue to make them the ass of the joke of society. Yeah. Like you can't crazy. even you can't exist because you being fat is so offensive to them because of their own insecurities. They wish they had the confidence to look like you or they wish that they could dress or do the things that you do and it makes them so uncomfortable with themselves that they have to project Mm -hmm. and it's crazy like even um what you were saying earlier about um like coaches well uh, fitness coaches like sliding into dms and whatnot and i i have to say i've had those experiences too and i'm just like what what is the goal here what what is the goal are you trying to get me in the gym with you are you just trying to make me your next little secret are you trying to love me for me like are you trying to fetishize me are you just trying to not see me as who I am like what 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 what's the goal what's the goal just let me know yeah and I've had instances where like the guys who will be in my inbox like they assume because this there's like this uh, assumption that bigger girls have like wetter vaginas, <laughs> and <laughs> so like it will literally be super sexualized, and I'm just like not interested. And I've had a moment like I was so embarrassed. This one time I was like swiping on Tinder, and I met a cute guy. He was a trainer. And um, sometimes trainers will swipe on bigger people and they'll be like, oh, you know, let me get into your, get you into the gym, blah, blah, blah. And I told him, I'm not interested in that. Um, but if you want to hang out and be friends, we can do that. But I, I mean, I'm not, I, I don't, I have a trainer. I'm not looking for that, blah, blah, blah. I eat healthy. You're making this assumption about me because of my weight, I guess. Mm. And he was like, no, I really want to hang out with you. And so we were like, okay. So we went to go hang out and he took me to his like house and he had his own gym set up. And he was like, so this is the gym that I have. And, you know, these are the things that I like to do. And he was like, so when do you want to set up a appointment? And I was just like, I already told you that I wasn't interested in, in setting up. So you thought you would trick me into taking out so you can st- what did you expect me to respond to this when I already told you from the beginning that that's not what I wanted? You thought, oh, well, now that I'm here, I'm going to let you be my trainer. <laughs> it was ridiculous. <laughs> Child, oh, that, that's, that's like, what's the point? What? <laughs> Literally, what like, in my head, I'm like, how do you think this was going to go? Did you think it was going to go like, oh, well, now that I see that you have a gym set up, you know what even though I already told you I had a trainer I'll let you be my trainer too like what are we talking about right like do better do better people and the thing like have you ever um what is it what is what am I thinking about (sighs) Mm, the brain is not braining like it's supposed to be (laughs) it's Sunday it's It's Sunday but like (laughs) When, when it not necessarily with that trainer but um have has anyone ever had that assumption of you that they can just speak to you any kind of way because they just automatically assume that you're somebody who is either desperate or have low self-esteem yeah I've had that um I definitely have had people thinking well I mean like they'll say something rude and I'll respond back and I'm like why are you talking to me like this? Or what are you like? I don't want to have sex with like, it's usually on a sexual tip. Right. And they'll be like, 
oh, well, you know, you should just come over and let me like F uh, fuck you or whatever. And I'd be like, no, why would I do that? I don't even know you. He's like, well, you don't have anyone else. And I'm like, who told you that? like no or like they'll say these like backhanded like this one guy I was dating he was like nice in the beginning and then he was like oh but I let me don't um he'll say like well you know um don't let me get on your bad side because I know big girls usually have like a whole roster and it's like this weird backhanded compliment and I'm like why are you focusing on my weight and then saying that I have a roster like I would have a roster regardless if I'm big or not what are we talking about like Mm. It's just so weird. It's it's weird. I've I've had uh, people who um, lashed out just because I turned down sex, or even um, they will either uh, once 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 I'm like, okay, I'm not looking right now, or I'm not in the mood, or I don't really know you well enough, or we haven't even had to communicate, like we haven't communicated, or most definitely I'm not horny. I'd rather just talk, chat with somebody than like hook up. I'm like, where you just came out of the blue, didn't ask me if I was looking, uh, asked me if I was horny, anything like that. And when I'm not meeting their expectation, now it's time to demean call uh, call me fat call me this that and the third and I'm just like I've gotten to the point where I'm just like look I don't know where your insecurities are and why you're upset about me having my own confidence but I think you need to work on that because I don't got the like who the fuck are you you, you know, like, you're insecure and then when I call them insecure they're just like I don't know how you call me insecure and all this other stuff because I, I'm like I look good I'm like, apparently you don't like you're coming after me <laughs> right and that tapped into a memory I had because the thing is you came after me in the first place right so what are we talking about but um last year I went on it was it last year I think it was last year I went on a date with this guy and like he was like you know he seemed really nice we went for a walk I have asthma I didn't feel like I needed to tell him I have asthma but because I have asthma sometimes I have a harder time breathing when I go walking especially when it's like humid outside in Georgia and stuff like that Mm. I didn't think it was a big deal so I'm because I was able to walk I was able to do what I need to do so the next day he like hit me up and was like you want to come over to my house I was like no I mean I've only met with you once and he became kind of like aggressive so like I was like you know what I don't think this is gonna work for me um but I wish you well and continue like dating or whatever and he was like well you know fuck you you know um I, you know, I usually don't even go after big girls anyway, but how are you going to be a BBW and you don't even have a body or face? And I was just like, I just responded back to that Waka Flocka meme and I was like, um, okay. And then he was like, that's why you were breathing all hard when we were walking, when we were walking in the park, you're not even healthy. You don't like went on this whole tangent about my weight. And I'm just like, uh, are you done? Like, are you okay? And, and he like blocked me and I was like I didn't even go off on him I was like are you okay because you came after me you wanted to date me you reached out to me you kept hitting up me and being like you know I want to make this a thing and you were going real fast and you saw how big I was before you when you swiped on me mm-hmm. we video chatted before you met me in person mm-hmm. you know what I look like so if I didn't have a face or a body then do you think I was gonna have a face or a body when we saw it in person and what changed? So my face and body changed after I rejected you? What are we talking? What happened? Child, that's 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 the real tea. Like, <laughs> like 
it doesn't make sense it's like you knew who this you knew who i was like the weight did not just magically appear (laughs) you were talking like how i was so beautiful in person you were talking about how i was such a cute face all that other stuff and so you saw my face and body in person you saw it when you swiped on me you saw it when you wanted me to come over to your house but then when i say i'm not interested anymore this is not working for me now all of that is gone i was ugly from the beginning so if that was the case why are you trying to have sex with the ugly person why are you Listen. trying to go on a date with the ugly person what are you, what are you, if you have so many choices and it's the thing that like pisses me off the most where it's like well that's why you're single like it's like a weapon towards women a lot of the times where like you're single but you're also on the dating site and you're single and you're 35 mm. and you have allegedly have money and a lawyer so why are you single mm. <laughs> like that's the thing that really be getting me like that that brought me back to a a memory too like um this actually happened like a couple months ago same scenario I'm like no I'm not trying to hook up with anybody tonight I'm actually busy doing this that and the third you know trying to make me some money maybe this weekend when I literally maybe this weekend when I have a little bit more free time I don't know what it is about people uh, especially men, uh, not wanting to wait <laughs> or just accepting that you're not available in that moment, uh, that it brings out the ugliness. I guess it's just a slight rejection. I don't know what the fuck it is. But yeah, calling me this, that, the third, even I'll try to talk about my mama and all this other shit, you know. <laughs> yes. Like, I'm like, what, what the hell happened? What? I just said... I'm more available on the fucking weekends. Whoa, what the hell? Like, you messaged me out of the blue. You want to hook up. I said, no, I'm not free. Now you're talking about my mama. You called me fat. You called me ugly. You said all this, that, and the third. And then after they, after I was like, okay, you're sounding very insecure. You need to work on that. Like, for real, for real. Uh, I don't know where this is coming from, but okay, enjoy your day. I'm going to do whatever I was doing um somehow I don't know what happened they're just like well you you sure you don't want to hook up I'm like bitch do you just call me fat and all this other shit like (laughs) no so I literally was like look I don't hook up with people who are not attracted to me I like what's the purpose of that it's like man you playing all these games I'm like what games have I played (laughs) like lord universe you see this you sent this to me universe why why did you send this person to me so i could have this conversation on this podcast episode today like what, what's going on <laughs> right where's the disconnect i think sometimes because this guy did that to me the um actually a couple weeks ago he messaged me he was like do you want to uh, suck my dick i've never met him before well maybe i met him in high school i don't know he, we have a lot of high school friends in common on facebook so i was like what are you talking about? I don't, I don't know you. Like, no, that's not something I'm, I'm into. I'm sorry. And he was like, oh, well, I didn't want you anyway. That's why you're fat. I don't know why you thought I wanted you. And I was like, you messaged me, asked me if I want to. He's like, I was joking. I was like, what kind of joke is this? I don't understand. I've never heard of a joke where I just message random people and ask them if they want to suck my dick. I don't, I don't know. Is that is that the new thing? Is, is that a joke? I don't. 
Uh, is this the new prank show? We just because I was at a comedy show a couple of days ago, and I didn't. No one made that joke before. I just I've never heard of it. So this one time, right? I just jumped in this chick's um, DMs, and I was like, "Hey, you want to suck my dick?" And she was like, "No." And I was like, "Bitch, I didn't want you anyways." <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> right? And you start calling. He's like calling me. He's like, "I'm not even attracted to you." And I'm like, "So then, how is this joke gonna go if I said yes?" Like, would it have been one of those jokes where it's like, well, if you said yes, since you agree, like, I mean, I guess it's not a joke anymore. I don't, I don't know. Like, were you going, were you going to be like, oh, I don't want you anyways after I said yes? Okay. (laughs) I'm not hurting. (laughs) I'm like, child. (laughs) This is why I remind myself on a regular basis that there's like uh, 7 billion plus people on this damn planet because it's just like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) which is a good segue into the next topic of like just social media and having better options. Um, Because I remember in our intake meeting, we were talking about how um, I think with dating apps, a lot of people tend to not create relationships because they uh, also, they're always looking for like a better option one up. I think that's what we were talking about there. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, fear of better options. And so like they tend to just like, these relationships don't usually stay because they're like, oh, well, I can always find someone else better. Or like, even though I've met this girl who is like gorgeous and nice, there's another girl who looks very similar and has a bigger butt. Maybe I have a chance with this person. Mm. So essentially we just out here not trying to really have deep connections with people. And I know like, I, I cannot say that I haven't fallen into that, but if anything, I'm that way when it comes to like a hookup. Um, now, if I already have an agreed, okay, we're going to be meeting up. I'm not looking for nobody else because I have the expectations we're going to hook up. Um, but if I'm just out here looking, I'm just like, mm, let's see what comes my way. Now, if it's something in terms of, you know, dating someone, when I'm really serious about dating them, uh, even if I am entertaining multiple people, that is still with intentions of seeing how me and those other individuals can build upon things. But it's like a lot of people really are focusing on that next upgrade, which is ridiculous because if you have a certain, I don't want to use cars because that's objectifying people, but essentially it let's do it. If you have a certain vehicle, it may be older, it may be brand new, and you choose to continue to upgrade to a newer model every single year that something else comes out for something bigger and better, you're spending a lot more money, you're spending a lot more energy trying to upgrade than if you would have just kept that original and just modified it as you go. Every time something new comes out and you want to add something onto it, you can do so. You can um, build on that. Um, every new model is a, a, a new empty and blank slate that has no history to it. Yeah, and I agree. I think it's harder to create those connections in that way because, I mean, when you think about like online dating, it is all about looks. It's very superficial in nature because you're not swiping someone who may not fit your type, even though they may have the best personality that mesh well with you because the first thing you're seeing is just their picture and maybe a couple sentences, Mm. right? So if I see Timmy over here and I, he's fine as fuck, but he don't have much in his little character thing. 
I'm gonna swipe on him because he's cute. Like it doesn't really matter about anything else. But I may see, you know, Angela here, and she's not really my type. But I may read her like caption, and it's like it may fit me, like as far as personality wise. But I may not swipe swipe on her because I may just be like, especially on Tinder. Sometimes you don't even see the little blurb; you just see the face, mm. and you're just like, "Well, Angela's gone because I don't think she's cute." Right. I will say one of the things that, because <clears throat> I've I've started off um, using Hinge a little bit more, um, just to see how that app is, um, and I do like how they have their um, swipe function uh, because it, it's not about swiping. You actually have to uh, engage with the photos or even their profile in a way, uh, and I like that because you know the repetitive swipe becomes addictive and that even makes it less likely that you'll read the person's uh, profile know anything about them uh, at least on like <clears throat> how hinge has their thing set up it's like i'm going to have to go through their profile or i have to press a heart or i have to press not to like them or whatever the case may be but i actually have to put in a lot more effort than just moving a finger uh, and I think that's what a lot of um, that leads to a lot less matches on Tinder because you're only looking at that first picture to make a decision. Or if you do decide to go through other pictures, you're focusing only on those pictures, not on what their bio says, who they are, what their history are, uh, what what their history is, or even like. Like, I know that the app asks about your education and stuff like that, but you're not looking. You're just looking at that surface level content, and then you're just going to the next. I agree. So I, I've heard a lot of success on Hinge and Bumble. Uh, I got blocked off of Hinge, so I don't really know. I think sometimes if you're not on it for too long, so I go through my moments where I just don't go on any like dating sites or anything like that but I forget to like actually like close the account or whatever mm -hmm. and I've heard this happen a couple times with hinge and also like I think okcupid too whereas like if you're not on it that long you can get blocked and they don't tell you why so I don't know for me I haven't been able to get on hinge to actually check it out uh, in a while but I will say okcupid has very similar platform as well Hmm. I have to look into them too. I've just been trying all kinds of dating apps um, lately, just to see what they're like, see um, how their engagement is, and also how um, not necessarily like who's in my area, but how inclusive they are when it comes to setting up your profiles and things like that. Um, but that's mostly just my little independent research for the um, the upcoming book I have. But it's like. There's there's not that many apps that's out there that uh, allows you to be a little bit more inclusive with who you match with. It's just stuck on the binary, uh, and that that does cause some issues sometimes. Most definitely, whenever I'm swiping on some apps uh, and looking for someone in particular um, to match with, and if if it's only stuck on the binary, I'm just like, well, I don't know 
who are, if I'm in the right category, if I'm in the right group, even when it comes to um, sexual expression, it's just like, I'm um, like, I think Tinder's like this. You have, uh, I'm looking for, uh, I'm a male looking for male, female, or uh, female looking for female or male or both. And it's just, there you go. That's it. Tinder does have trans now. Oh. Um, um, I will say that life, although that that opens fet life online like opens a whole bunch of stuff like all different types of fetishes looking for brats looking for polyamory that was that's the most inclusive one i've seen for like pretty much anything that you're looking for or any way that you will label yourself you can put in there hmm. um i will say okay cupid has worked a lot to do um be more inclusive as well like there's um there's trans there's femme there's androgyny there's all these different types of labels now as mm-hmm. far as in as far as like sexualities there's different types as well um but i know when we talked last time as inclusive as okay cupid is um as far as just being open about like queerness and kind of like the nuancedness that comes with like sexuality and gender they're not super inclusive as far as like racial stuff Mm. Um, and I know when we spoke last time, we talked about there was an article that I think came out in 2017 about how they use okay Cupid, but I'm sure that this is something that you probably will see throughout online profiles, except for maybe like one that are inclusively black, right? Like black, I think it's just mostly black people. Mm-hmm. Um, but they use the data from okay Cupid to show that actually like African American females are the least wanted race when it comes to like dating and um right above them is asian men and then it goes to like hispanic i think female and then hispanic male and then at the very top the most wanted would would be um as far as sexually the most wanted just for sex is black men and then as far as um dating is white men Hmm. um and asian women and so looking at that data, and of course, you want to be mindful that, you know, OkCupid is probably more, uh, there's probably more Caucasian people who are going on OkCupid than those other ones. But it's just really interesting to like look at that data and think about the fact that, well, if I don't, if they're using that data from OkCupid, while me as a Black female, would I want to go on there and go dating when you're already, the data is showing that the people on the site would not want to date me. Mm, right and i i feel like just for dating apps in general like across the board that's something that oh bless you that's something that they should um have available for people so that they know that if i'm going to utilize your site am i going to be wasting my time and most definitely for those sites that uh, offer uh, paid premium services and whatnot like why am I going to pay for a service on an app that's not going to benefit me when it comes to my dating experience um and like just having that um, data available to everybody regardless of if they're asking for it it's it's like beneficial like I want to know the uh, racial breakdown of uh, like matching and whatnot when it comes to um tinder comes to uh, even black be okay see how how that is even though that is a um, dating app uh, primarily for um, black individuals to find 
other black individuals date is not a, an exclusive app, meaning other people who are from different backgrounds, different races can be on there and see if it's if the data is still showing that it's still having benefits for black women uh, or if it have benefit for black people finding love? Uh, how is the user data? Are we collecting um, data that says that these individuals, um, they met on BLK and they are now a couple and they're thriving? Like, this is this is information that you can ask, like even on Facebook, um, Facebook dating. Uh, I try that, see how that is. It doesn't ask anymore, but I liked it when it did ask. Uh, like, did you meet up with this person um, to go to a social um, event? Uh, if not, um, I, I forgot what it says. If not, but if if so, how how was that? Uh, how would you rate that? Um, some other apps do that too, but not too many. Yeah. And I wonder how, like, maybe the data on, like, how people are even matched in the first place on some of these, right? Because I can go on Black in one in one area and, like, I mean, not Black. I've gone on Facebook dating and there's been so many people on Facebook dating that show up in my inbox as, like, they're in jail, like, currently in jail. Mm. But my same friend who's in the same location as me she doesn't get any of those people who are in jail. She'll get like different people. So how do they, what is the algorithm there on how these people are showing up for people? Oh, that's that's a good point. Cause uh, I, even on my um, Facebook dating, I've seen multiple people that are in jail and I'm just like, um, no, no shade, no shame or anything of that nature. But uh, I just also want to know how are they keep popping up on my, uh, feed as well as if I have the parameters of 50, uh, 50 mile radius uh, in my current location, why am I pulling up people who are three states over? Uh, am I not connecting to anybody in my immediate area? Like what's what's going on there? Um, like that's that's a lot of things to think about when it comes to how these algorithms are working and how they're trying to highlight what your selection pool is. Uh, is it an algorithm that is actually focusing on what you swipe left on or swipe right on or what the system itself thinks you're interested in? Like that's like, are they using the likes that people use when they were like in high school and just liking everything <laughs> to figure out if you're gonna match with the person? Like that, that doesn't make any sense though. Right. And they'll say that though, I know I've seen a couple of them, they'll say, well, based off of what you swiped before, then these are the people that are showing up. But I'm like, the people that are showing up look nothing like the people that I've matched before. And so it's like, what is the discrepancy here? And then, right. When you first start these dating sites, you haven't swiped anywhere. But every time I start first start a dating site, I get nothing but black people. And so I was like, so y'all making the assumption because I put that I'm African-American, that that's what I'm looking for. And perhaps it is, who knows, but either way, you're not giving me the option to swipe on it. Maybe I like Caucasian men. Maybe I mm. like, you know, Hispanic females. Like, well, I don't even get that option. Mm. Facts. Um, 
when it comes to like uh, relationships, because you know, uh, I'm I'm trying my best to move away from using the term healthy relationships, uh, even though that is a thing. But um, the reason why is because when you have healthy, that means you have toxic, and we all, well, many of us, can recognize a toxic relationship when we see one. Um, but I more so moving towards you utilizing the words uh, like sustainable relationship mm-hmm. uh, ones that you know partners are feeling value um, they're giving back to each other there's ways to grow uh, even if someone is living within that traditional mindset of, of what a family structure looks like but everybody in that traditional imaging that traditional those traditional roles are still being respected. Uh, what what is sustainability within relationships uh, for yourself, and most definitely um, professional as well? So for me, yeah, I don't like to use healthy or non healthy. I would like to use like functional because hmm. functional, what's functional for me may not be what's functional for you. And yes, there are these outliers where it's like, okay, that is completely inappropriate. That's abuse. But if we're just talking in general, like beyond abusive things and things of that nature, does it function for me? So um, for me, I like I like the idea of like 50-50 and like, yeah, everything is not going to be able to be cut 50-50 exactly. But if I'm cooking, you're washing the dishes or uh, can kind of having this continuous communication about like finances. So if I pay for this day and I spend a whole bunch of money and then, you know, you can pay for the next date. And we're kind of kind of going back and forth about those things. Um, I don't really like the idea of gender roles, but I guess for me, it's a little bit different because I would consider myself pan. So like the idea of gender roles is just weird <laughs> in general, right? Like if I, if I could, if I consider, if I was just like heterosexual, then the idea of like gender roles would be like, oh yeah, you're a male, female. I guess I have to like, look up to you but like I that's not how I view relationships they shouldn't do that I don't I mean for me personally mm-hmm. not professionally just personally I don't like the idea like the dogma you were taught when you were younger if you were Christian was like oh the man is the head of the household and you have to like basically obey him I don't like that we're on the same level for me mm-hmm. um so my number one thing, and I think even professionally, I would say the number one thing when it comes to like having a healthy relationship is being able to communicate and communicate effectively. So I don't mean that you have to talk all the time, but figure out a way for you, you guys to agree on certain things or figure out compromise, figure out what that looks like. So my love language, my number one love language is words of affirmation. If someone, if my boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever comes up to me and says, you're beautiful today and like, whatever, that is the happiest thing. Like, that's how I know, like, you love me. (laughs) Um, But I know that other people's may not be words of affirmation, right? So learning that. And so I've had, I've been in relationships where their love language was um, quality time. Me just sitting in the room with them while they're playing video games And so being able to have that dialogue about, okay, well, these are my love languages. This is what makes me happy. This is what makes you happy. How do we find that happy medium there? Mm, Yes, yes, yes. Um, I'm here for all of that. Uh, Communication is definitely key. Um, And it sucks that a lot of us um, 
uh, I can't even say within this country because apparently this is a, a global thing too, but a lot of us are not taught how to communicate with each other. We're not taught to uh, how to dialogue, how to disagree. Uh, like even right now, people are representing opinions as facts. And <laughs> it's like, uh, or even just, um, Actually, people are, because I, I saw this nice little breakdown of like the terminology of anything, but people are uh, now using ignorance as facts and not necessarily opinions because uh, it was, I think it was like facts are facts. Facts is things that are based in reality. They're true and things of that nature. And facts can change depending on uh, if it's like scientific facts. And on top of that, opinions are, uh, are um are ideas that are formed from um, based off of your facts. That's having those nuanced conversations. That's forming something based off of something that actually is within reality. And then you have those that are ignorant, which is uh, a abject rejection of the reality, the facts, or even those opinions. And I think we're in that space now that we're just representing ignorance as facts, ignorance as opinions, and just hoping that um, by the end of the day, things will start like fix itself. Um, and it's just, yeah, just having communication, uh, like general communication with other people in this time, is just too hard because there's not enough leeway for the nuance of the conversations. Uh, any uh, availability to converse on the grades of any topic. We're just so focused on it has to be right or it has to be wrong. Uh, and sometimes the things that are wrong are actually right. <laughs> and we, mm -hmm. we just don't want to um, tear that away. Uh, we just want to simplify the things uh, rather than utilize the critical thinking that we should have all been taught and how we can use that to communicate with others. I definitely agree. And I think part of that piggybacks off of like what we've talked about before with social media. I think social media is a great thing. Um, having Google as a child was amazing. Being able to look up any single thing, like I'll wake up three o'clock in the morning and some random thought will come up in my head and I'll Google it. Mm. Right. With that, though, you are setting up a platform for anyone to say anything. And it's so easy to find miseducation now as someone who like both of us we went to you know we went to mercer we have higher education we know how to actually look for facts we know how to actually look for scholarly articles common people don't mm -mm. right common people are just putting whatever the information they want to look up in google not checking to see if that link has an ed at edu at the end or org at the end they're just looking at what well, this is i found this website and it says this right mm -hmm. so I think it is really hard like you ever get into like a Facebook argument with someone and like they're talking about well well I went on Wikipedia and it says this that and the third um and then you're like no that's incorrect and here's an actual like scholarly article so you know a lot of people you know when you are like higher education you're taught how to 
specifically find articles right not just google things but like to actually find like scholarly articles about things and research and how to look at a conclusion how to break all of that down but common people don't know that information mm. right so they'll go they'll look up something and they'll type in google and they'll find a random link about it or look up wikipedia or whatever and they'll say well this is facts and you're like no like here's the actual article about this thing, which breaks down the actual research and where this is coming from. And though, because it goes so much against their own schema about what they've been taught, what they've been, what they've learned, or their own anecdotal evidence from whatever they've experienced, they, it's, hard, it's really hard for them to take that information you're telling them. Mm-hmm. So I think part of that is because so much information is readily available in social media, and a lot of people don't actually know how to find real research information on it, it does create this kind of disconnect sometimes. And just to, you know, tie that um, into just the overall theme of no fats, no films, no old people, I feel as though that is one of the things that make people so comfortable with uh, pushing back or being so negative or being so abusive to people of bigger sizes or different gender expressions because we have this this cycle of misinformation of like what is considered right, wrong, or healthy, or not healthy, or even what is gender, like what's the real gender and what whatnot, like... Mm-hmm. Because there's so much miseducation out there, people continue to find these um, these articles written by reputable news sources or uh, <laughs> these uh, leaders in certain um, positions of power just to have them to like dictate what is fact, they become to see that as being the only truth, the only thing that makes sense, because it, it goes along with the schema that they already developed, which is something that's not based in the reality that we live in, because it is pushing the ignorance rather than the true opinions or even the facts of the matter. So. Yeah, I agree. And it's like, a lot of people don't do the extra like research to figure out where all of that misinformation is coming from so like even when you're talking about like transgenderism they'll say oh well you know well in the in the uh, dsm they won't say dsm5 but they'll be like you know at first that it was considered like a deviance and, and like go into detail about that and i'm like you're talking to an actual therapist and you're talking about the <laughs> dsm5 and actually let me break down why it was considered deviant and why it's not considered deviant now and all of those things so this is why you're wrong but you don't understand that because you just hear this little bit of information and you just went with it instead of actually going into full detail about why <sighs> so sad it's like the fact that people who've gone to school to learn these things are not the trusted sources <laughs> just like right. didn't didn't y'all tell us all that we should go off and get a college education so we can be smarter and educate other people and now that we're trying to educate other people we're the dumb ones what <laughs> right <laughs> 
Oh God, I love it. So um, I think it's that time to transition into the never have I ever, um, what I plan on doing because I'm evil. <laughs> Only one of those. And we're just going to be doing sex questions for the for all of our episodes. We're doing nothing but sex questions. But, I love it. <laughs> but at least we could start off with just the one never have I ever. Um, let's see. Never have I ever had a threesome. Am I supposed to put a finger down or am I supposed to say yes or no? Oh, yes or no. Uh, I have. Ooh, how was it? Fun. Uh, so it's happened a couple times, but um, yeah, there's one time I didn't like it, but the other times it was okay. Mm. Pretty cool. I would do it again. I'm, I'm in the same boat there. Uh, I, I hmm, have I had three? No, I, oh, I actually have four. Um, so the first one did not enjoy it because um, um, both myself and the other person involved were we were just trying to get the uh, third engaged, and it it, it wasn't it was failing. Uh, and that third person was the one who set up everything. So we were just like we kind of wasted our time coming here. Um, this could have just been a, a duo thing. <laughs> 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 Because I, I actually hooked up with the other person in the past. And I'm like, we, we could have just been fucking this entire time. Um, the second time was in Nashville. That was a lot of fun. Um, that, that made me decide, okay, I can probably do this a little bit more often. And then um, the third was in Memphis. And I don't really count that one because it... Ugh, it I, I just don't count it. Uh, it it was more so of one of those um it, it was supposed to be a threesome but yeah it, it turned out to be the other two were more more interested in just hooking up and um I was just like why did y'all invite me here like I could have just like one of them wanted to hook up with me and then the third was just like I'm actually here for this person uh and I'm just like so why did you show up like isn't the threesome supposed to be with everybody involved like everybody's engaged like you all are not threesoming like threesome supposed to threesome like <laughs> so that was like uh and then the fourth one was with the, uh, a married couple and that was actually a lot of fun uh it was a lot of catering to me and i was just like y'all give me the life that i need um uh, and that that was a lot of fun um supposed to have been a regular thing but we haven't really met up since even though they uh hit me up every now and again but yeah that that's my history with threesomes would i do it more i definitely will (laughs) yeah i definitely would do it again um i so my history with threesomes and i want to like expand it with like different genders has always been like a male and a female Mm -hmm. and i think so really i would say one doesn't count but well okay so i had three but I guess one doesn't count Mm -hmm. because the one that didn't count to me, like I stopped it early because it felt very much so like the guy wanted it and the girl was just doing it to appease the guy. Mm. And that is always something that I like try to make sure whenever like that conversation comes up again, I always make sure talking to the girl and being like, 
are you doing this because you don't want him to cheat on you? Like, are you like, I want to know the dynamic here because a lot of girls will do that. They'll be like, well, I want to make him happy. And you can tell that it makes her uncomfortable. Like she's mm-hmm. not even like by hand. And so it's just like, nah, I don't, I, I cut it o- early because it just felt like, no, I'm not going to be a part of y'all arguing later about this. Like, I don't like this. And then um, the other one was pretty cool. Um, I liked it. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, the other one I had kind of got ended a little early too. Like the girl was into me, the guy was into me, but then the guy took the condom off when he was about to have sex with the girl. He didn't, he didn't touch me yet. So I was like, I'm glad because I would have been mad. And um, that's called like sleeping or something like that. Stealth. But so yeah. And so I was like, oh no, like I stopped. Um, have and then um she was like, what's going on? And I mentioned that and she didn't know that he had did that. And so like we ended it. But um prior to that, it was cool. Like everything was going great. But after that, I was like, oh no. But then the one the one I had before that was great. And then I've had some like not full penetration threesomes where it's just like making out and like touching after that. And that was fun. Mm, mm. So I need to get out more. <laughs> well, I want to go and want to come. I mean, this is like on a side tangent, but there, so in Jamaica, they had this thing called the Hedonist Resort. Have you ever heard of it? Yes, I, I'm trying to go. Someone so for my sex therapy program, they're actually having us go there if we want to go. So, like, if you gonna if you're going, like, I'm going. I'm like, you can come. We can make up a, a time to go together because that would be really fun. I'm down. Let's do it. Uh, there's somebody else who's supposed to be going to uh, hedonism too. Uh, it's not Shane. Is Shane? Is it Shane and her uh, her boo? Because um, at this point, everybody on the damn podcast, we're meeting up <laughs> in December. We're going to hedonism. Is that when y'all going? Oh no, um, it was gonna. Wait, is it in December? I have to double check. I think it's next year for us, but I will go in December. I, I like so. My thing is this: it's like a nudist thing, and like I hate clothes either way. Like that's not gonna be an issue for me. Like I just will walk around naked all day. That's like not even a thing. All of my friends have seen me naked. So when I was in Jamaica last week, and I was telling them that like. I was asking them about it, um, just the workers there. And I was like, yeah, this is something I'm going through for my program. And they're like, (gasps) (laughs) so I guess it's really intense there, but I'm down. Yes. Okay. So, all right. I'm going to make sure uh, everybody who's like a fan so far, if y'all want to be a part of this, we we, we can make this um, trip happen. We're going to plan some shit out. It's happening. It's happening this year. Okay, that means I need to start saving uh, up extra, extra money because one, I'm saving up money for a trip for next year and now I have to do this in, the, in December. So, does that mean I got to find a boo? I mean, I guess I got to find a boo to take from this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be like, a, like we're going with a group and y'all all leave me and I'm going to be sitting there like, okay, look. <laughs> no, no, no child left behind. <laughs> no child. Well, no adult left behind. Uh, <laughs> let's be real. <laughs> we ain't leaving. We ain't leaving you behind. All right. So here is the sex question. So how old were you when you had your first kiss, uh, first boyfriend or girlfriend? 
Tell me more about it. Hmm. So my first kiss, if we don't include like little kids kissing, um, like actual romantic kiss, I think I was like 14, 15. Hmm? Well, actually, my first kiss when I was 14, it was a truth or dare. But, <laughs> uh, but like as far as like a relationship thing, probably like 15. And so like, yeah, my first like relationship was 15, but it was short lived. Um, he was a football player and he was really nice. Um, but I realized that I just wasn't attracted to him. And like, I think at 14, I don't even, I was kind of confused about like sexuality in general or like dating. And like, he was super touchy. I guess he was super experienced, like had other girlfriends and people be having sex at 15, not me. And so it was just like, he was always trying to like hold my hand and it was just like, a lot of PDA and it just kind of made me a little uncomfortable Mm. um nothing pushy it was just me not fully like knowing who I was and like all of that stuff and I realized as an adult I just really don't like PDA like that (laughs) so um but I didn't know how to explain that as a as a 15 year old I was like maybe there's something wrong with me because like he's a football player he's kind of cute he seems nice but um but yeah, that lasted for about like, I think about like a month. Hmm. Uh, I will say my first, my first kiss, uh, not like childhood, like romantic kiss is, uh, I was, I think 21, 22. Um, Cause I really wasn't like into relationships or dating and things like that when I was younger. Um, but um I think yeah that was the 22 that's when I had my first romantic kiss and that was with not necessarily a boyfriend or girlfriend it was more of a lover situation well regular kind of thing yeah like Um, a situationship not even a situation it was one of those friends with benefits things and um and it did have some romantic aspects to it but neither one of us wanted anything serious um but that was the first time I actually had a romantic um kiss and then when it comes to boyfriend girlfriend um I've had multiple um situationships or I would say my first official where we're actually calling each other's partners and whatnot would have been 27 no 26 um that 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 shows how what I when I say I date intently I mean that (laughs) so um 26 um that was my first boyfriend actually um who's also my ex but um well the one I usually talk about on the podcast but other than that it was mostly just lovers and um my little friends would benefit people I had a lot I had a late start too like as far as like adult relationships my first adult relationship I was 21 um well in in and I say adult relationship but it was kind of like a situationship it was one of those situations where we were dating regularly. We would call each other partner, but then, like at the end of it, she was like, "Oh, well, we're not together. We're not like official. Oh, no, we're not exclusive." So it was like this weird thing where it was like, "We're dating. You're calling me a partner, but we're not exclusive." That was my first experience with something like that, and I was mm-hmm. like, "I'm confused." <laughs> you calling me your girlfriend? I've met your family, but you're saying that we're not exclusive. I don't understand. But yeah, that was like my first like adult relationship. I was like 21. Mm-hmm. And then I've had a whole bunch of situations. I've had more situationships than I've had relationships. <laughs> <I'll say. laughs> 
<laughs> movies worth. Oh it's just so God. easy. And like, I mean, I'm sure I know for sure as as a therapist and who has a therapist, uh, it probably has something to do with my commitment issues. But you know, it's cool. I'm working mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those that be the thing. That be the thing. Commitment issues. Oh, I can't stand them. I cannot. I- I'm blessed and fortunate to not have that. Thank the Lord. But I understand it. I've grown to understand it a lot more in my adulthood of why people be having commitment issues. So I don't judge anymore. But back in the day, I used to be like, motherfucker, what the fuck? (laughs) What are we doing here? And it's weird because in my head, I thought I wanted relationships. Like, I want a relationship. I just want someone to call my my boyfriend and I want to introduce them. But then when it got close, like when it got like we were, I was like, ooh, ah. (laughs) (laughs) talking to my therapist to be like Shrita you do realize that like you've had plenty of opportunities to have like relationships and you like push these people away or you know I was like I did did that happen I don't, I don't that's not how it went in my head <laughs> child this is why I gotta love therapists they, they, they get you right every single fucking time every time <laughs> love it all right so it is that time to start closing out the episode sharita thank you so much for being here i appreciate you so much do you have any last words for the audience no um i well i guess i do have a little bit um love yourself no matter how big you you are how small you are um anything all those imperfections are perfect in their own way and you know you are beautiful Yes, yes. Um, All right. Thank you all so much for being a part of the Holiloquy podcast family. Uh, I just want to say, I I just love to say thank you to to y'all. Like, subscribe, uh, comment, all that other good stuff. Make sure you follow us. Uh, All the links that you need will be in the show notes. So show that some love. Uh, Anyone who's interested in uh, having a coaching session, you can sign up for that on um as well with slater's playhouse and whatnot but again thank you all so much for being a part of uh, the hill Hilo- the Hilo- podcast where we step out and speak about sexuality just in case no one else told you this today you are beautiful you are worthy of happiness and joy you are enough and then some you may not live up to the expectations of others but that is okay You are only required to walk in your own shoes. May each day you live lead you towards abundance. With that said, love you all and see you next episode. Thank you for listening to the Holiloquy Podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. You can subscribe to the podcast through your favorite podcasting app and find us on the web at www.holiloquy.com. That's www.h-e-a-u-x-l-i-l-o-q-u-y.com. Share the podcast with your friends and join the conversation.